0: Man, well, it's good to be back in church tonight, and uh, thankful we have a place we can come and uh, worship the Lord uh, during the midweek. And uh, there's a lot of folks they don't they don't have midweeks anymore, uh, but I'm glad we still do around here. And uh, I, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself. During the middle of the week, I need something. And I'm thankful for our church, thankful for our pastor, thankful for every family and individual that makes up our church. And uh, God has just blessed this place down through the years, and I'm thankful to be a part of it. Amen. And uh, if you would, take your Bible tonight to Exodus chapter number 25. Exodus chapter number 25 seems like the last couple times that we've been privileged to preach. We've kind of been hanging around in the Old Testament, and that's what we're going to continue to do. And uh, just want to give you something that the Lord put upon my heart a couple days ago. I was thinking back on this text and uh, kind of thinking on this message. And the Lord just impressed my heart. If I got another opportunity to preach anytime soon, um, that this is where uh, we would be tonight. Amen. And so we'll be in Exodus chapter number 25. appreciate what uh, Brother Doyle said in his testimony um, about being an outcast if if the Lord hadn't found him. Uh, But you know, that's that's the kind of people that Jesus specializes in tonight, amen, Amen. is the outcast and uh, the downtrodden, and uh, that was all of us tonight, amen. And uh, there's level ground um, at the foot of a cross, and uh, all of us started out real, real bad, Uh, but it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish, amen, amen. Exodus chapter number 25 And let's look, if we will, at just one verse in verse number 30 tonight. All right, Exodus chapter number 25 and verse number 30. Moses wrote, he said, And thou shalt set upon the table showbread before me always. And thou shalt set upon the table showbread before me always. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in your house. Thank you, Lord, for... Uh, God, the privilege to be able to stand tonight. Lord, we thank you, God, for, Lord, how you've sustained us and how you've blessed us this week. Lord, we uh, just couldn't keep count, Lord, if we were to begin to number the things that you've done for us, Lord. And, God, we want to thank you, God, for what you've done. But, Lord, also tonight we want to thank you for who you are. Lord, I'm glad that you said, I am the Lord and I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. God, you said in Hebrews that Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, Lord, I'm glad tonight as we gather for worship or we bow our knees to pray or we open the Word of God, Lord, we find you just the same. And, Lord, we're thankful for that tonight. And I pray, God, that you'd speak to every heart. I pray, Lord, that you would, uh, Lord, be our helper tonight. I pray, God, that you would empower us, Lord, and use us, God, for your honor and your glory. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to that soul, Lord, that's nearest hell tonight. Lord, if there's somebody here lost without you, Lord, I pray that you'd, uh, Lord, illuminate that mind and that heart. God, would you bring them under old-time conviction. Lord, let them see, uh, God, who they are and what they are before a thrice holy God. But, Lord, I pray that they would see Jesus high and lifted up. God, that they would not remain in the state that they're in, Lord, that they'd repent believe the gospel. And, uh, Lord, that they would pass. Uh, into everlasting life tonight. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do. We ask you, Lord, that you bless us and help us in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. As we come to Exodus chapter number 25 in our text tonight, we read just one verse, but this one verse that we read uh, is surrounded by several, several verses um, speaking about the furniture, um, as it's called, or as we'll call it tonight, in the tabernacle. Now, we know um, that uh, the tabernacle was a, a mobile place where God um, dwelt with men and men could come and God would literally tabernacle with them. And there are so many wonderful pictures in that. There are so many great things that we can look at uh, concerning that tonight. But really this is just what's on my heart tonight. And I want to look at one aspect or one piece of furniture that we find in the tabernacle tonight and that is the table of showbread, the table of showbread. We, of course, know that within the Holy of Holies, there, of course, was the centerpiece of everything, the Ark of the Covenant. That was the place uh, where the mercy seat was. That was where the presence of God dwelt. That's where uh, the sacrifice of that Lamb uh, on the Day of Atonement was accepted by Almighty God. And then, of course, we know that the sin, uh, that burden of sin was rolled until the next year, until the next Uh, Day of Atonement and so you have the Ark of the Covenant and then of course you have the Golden Candlestick You have the altar of incense you have the altar of sacrifice you have several different things in there But within uh, that list and within that group of furniture you have what is called the table uh, of showbread and really um, I was preaching through all of these things and uh, Looking at all of these things and just to be honest with you. I never had heard much said um, about the table of showbread. But as we look at this, I want you to see that there are great pictures of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and great uh, application that you and I can make and take from the Word of God tonight. And hopefully that will be a help to you. I don't, I don't have a, a fancy title. I don't have uh, anything um, catchy to give you. I'm just simply preaching on the table Uh, of showbread tonight. Amen. And so let's look at that together when we consider this. Here is what God told Moses to write and what God said concerning himself in verse number 30. He said, And thou shalt set upon the table showbread before me always. Now literally in in our mind's eye, let's imagine this and it's much more elaborate than what we would just first think in our mind. But literally, all this was is this was an elaborate table with bread on it. That's exactly what it was. It is what it sounds like tonight. It is a table of showbread but when we consider this showbread the first thing that i want you to consider with me tonight is number one the purpose of the bread why would god have moses do this why would god uh, have aaron and the priesthood uh, look after this and and make sure Uh, that all of the tedious details were kept in order, why would God do that? Why would God place a table in the middle of this tabernacle in the wilderness and have this bread upon it? Well, there is a reason uh, for that tonight as to which uh, everything that God does, He does it for uh, a reason. There's no filler words in our Bible. There are no no filler rituals when we look uh, to the Word of God. Everything has a purpose tonight, and God is a God of order, and He is a God of purpose. And so there was nothing done by mistake. There was nothing done by happenstance. And so it does indeed Uh, have a purpose tonight. When we consider that purpose, here is what the purpose of this table was and the purpose of this showbread was tonight. It was to be put on display. It was to be visible to those priests. It was to be tangible to them. It was to be something that they could reach out and touch and that they could operate in the ministry, but also it was not something that was just to be tangible, but it was to be a reminder of, of some things uh, in their own heart, in their own life concerning uh, uh, concerning God. Amen? And so when we consider this showbread or this table tonight, it was to be put on display. And when we think about this bread being a picture of Christ one of the great purposes of Christ in this world and one of the great purposes of the glory of God particularly in the life of the believer is that we are to put God on display to a lost and dying world. We are to display Christ in our testimony in our conversation, in our speech, in our actions and we are to uh, adorn the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to put him on display uh, to this world and to other believers as well, and when we consider this bread, how it how it's a picture of of Christ and it is a picture of God listen this bread tonight was sanctified it was holy it was set apart specifically uh, for one purpose tonight and we uh, know tonight that our God is holy he's righteous he is just amen he is eternal he is holy tonight and we as his people are to be holy and this bread was holy and separate tonight The showbread had only one ingredient that made it up, and that was fine flour. The showbread contained absolutely no leaven. It was not a loaf like we would think of, but this was in essence just... Flat It was unleavened bread. It contained no leaven. It is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm thankful tonight that the Bible, speaking of our Savior, it says He that knew no sin. Amen. I'm glad that Jesus Christ never had a sin nature. If He had a sin nature and He could have sinned, that He could still sin now. But I'm glad that that is settled tonight. Amen. I'm glad that He is a, a perfect Savior. That bread contained no leaven and Jesus Christ who knew no sin took our sin upon himself tonight. Jesus spoke in John chapter number 6 to that multitude with his disciples uh, there with him. He spoke to those men there concerning their religion and he told them that he was the bread of life amen thank god that god has manifested himself and uh, he chose to use something that uh, it it crosses all of the barriers anybody in any society can identify with that bread and god has made himself available to mankind tonight amen and so there is A purpose in this show bread but secondly I want you to consider this with me there's not only a purpose but then there is a a picture amen when we consider bread tonight we know and we understand that bread is a product of the earth Bread is something that grows in the ground. It is planted and then it is harvested or cut down. Uh, that, that, that corn of that wheat is then ground down uh, with a crushing weight. And then what they would do through the fire tonight, you say, what does that have to do with anything? Listen, that speaks of our Savior growing up as a tender plant, as the Bible says in this world, at living a sinless and a perfect life, and then being cut down at a young age. Uh, being cut down in his 30s and then going all the way to the cross of Calvary and the dregs of the judgment of God being poured out upon him. Listen, he was guiltless tonight. Amen. He knew no sin and he bore our sin and he bore our shame. uh, And listen, God killed his son uh, and God tortured uh, and made his son suffer uh, the pangs of death uh, and the judgment of God and he did all of that for you tonight amen he passed through the fire of the judgment of God by the way Jesus did not suffer in hell tonight amen but he indeed did pass through the fire of God's judgment tonight amen when we think about the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ Luke chapter number 4 and verse number 12 gives us the details of his temptation of the devil in the wilderness. Hebrews chapter number 2 and verse number 18, the Bible says that he suffered being tempted. Hebrews chapter number 2 and verse number 10 said that he was made perfect through sufferings tonight. Amen. And aren't you glad that Jesus was willing to pay our sin debt through his vicarious suffering. Amen. His substitutionary death. He was willing to die for us and as us on the cross. When we think about that bread, the process of making that bread tonight, that flour could not be consumed upon its own. I noticed one day as my wife was getting ready to cook something on the back of the flour bag, it tells you not to eat it raw. I didn't know you had to tell people that. Uh, But it's not supposed to be consumed upon its own. It's not edible by itself. But you take that flour and you put it into a recipe. You put some other ingredients with it. And what it does is it takes an inedible substance that, that... I guess our body can't handle that's not appetizing uh, to us and it makes it edible tonight. You say, Preacher, what are you trying to say? Uh, Listen, Jesus Christ, He's holy. He's righteous. He's sinless tonight. Listen, we can't obtain that within our own nature. But thank God, God came down to where we were. He made Himself available. Amen. And thank God He can be received tonight. Amen. He's received by a man, and he's available to man. That perfect life of Christ was unobtainable by us. We could not attain to where he is and where he was tonight. But Christ suffered for us, became like us, that you and I may become like him. Can I tell you tonight that this bread must be consumed? This is not an option. Jesus gave a divine imperative to Nicodemus that night when he said this in John chapter number 3. He said, you must be born again. That was not suggestive. That was not something that was just left up for debate. Listen, he said, you must be born again. And when you consider that tonight, listen, those are the most tragic words that humanity's ever heard because humanity wants to save itself. Humanity wants to do for itself. Humanity wants to pat itself on the back and say, look at what I've done. But when God looks at us as sinners and said, there is no hope and no promise of hope. There's nothing that you can do to save yourself. And you must be born again. This bread must be received. When we consider this bread, Jesus, of course, is talking about Himself being the bread of life and he told those religious Jews he said your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and they perished what manna did for them in the wilderness is that it met a physical need. It of course showed the providential hand of God. But listen to me, when they consumed and they ate that manna, they knew as well as everybody else that the sun was going to set and it was going to rise in the morning and that hunger would present itself again and there was a constant need for that manna. But I'm glad tonight that if you partake of the water of life and you partake of the bread of life tonight, that hunger on the inside is forever satisfied and you don't have to partake of it again amen as far as salvation is concerned tonight there's a great picture in uh, this bread tonight of course there is a purpose uh, concerning this bread but then I want you to consider something with me I want you to think about the presence of the bread we've already mentioned that bread being there on that table uh, in the tabernacle. It has a purpose. It serves uh, to our uh, mind's eyes some pictures, but then I want you to think about with me the presence uh, of that bread. Here's what we know uh, about that bread. As long as that tabernacle was standing, as long as that, that, that tabernacle was erected there uh, in the wilderness, as long as that furniture was there and it was set up, that table was never to be without bread on that bread was always to be present. That bread was always uh, to be there. And can I say this? That every time that we open the Word of God, every time uh, we bow our knee in prayer, every time we meet together as a church uh, and we come apart from this world and we gather together, thank God that we always find uh, His presence. He's ever fresh uh, and He's ever available tonight. I'm glad that I've never got a busy signal when I knelt down to pray. I'm glad, thank God, i never come to church and I thought well God's gone somewhere he's too busy with somebody else but No, listen he's always available there is always bread available for you and I there's always spiritual nourishment for God's people at his table David said in Psalm chapter number 23 what did he say he said thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies There was never a time that bread was not to be on this table. But then when we consider this bread upon this table, when we think about it, how it was laid out upon that table, there wasn't just one piece of bread. But as a matter of fact, there were 12 cakes of bread or 12 pieces of bread on that table. And when we think about that, as uh, Moses and the people of God were going through that wilderness there were twelve tribes of Israel, twelve tribes uh, of those Jews and uh, one piece of bread representing each tribe and I'm glad tonight that God provides for all of His people I'm glad that He is no respecter of persons I'm glad uh, that when I pray He doesn't view me differently than when somebody else prays Uh, uh, but God is big enough and God is great enough to meet every need that is represented in this place tonight there were 12 cakes but also these cakes had to be changed out those cakes, those pieces of bread were changed out on every Sabbath so on every seventh day what those priests would do is they would come in and they would take that old bread and they would put That new bread, that fresh bread there uh, upon the table. Can I say this? That Christ is always a fresh and full supply. Seven days passed, but the bread never spoiled. Those priests made sure that on every seventh day, that, that new bread, that fresh bread was placed out there and it never spoiled tonight. I want to give you some factors concerning bread that all of us can understand all of us can relate with tonight when we consider bread I want you to know this number one that bread is unique bread is unique bread is an interesting food because bread is one of the only foods like itself upon the planet You take different ingredients and you put them together and then it passes through that fire and it passes through that heat. And bread contains nutrients that no other piece of food contains upon the planet. It is unique in its makeup tonight. Jesus Christ is unique tonight. There is no one like our God. Amen. There is nobody like Him. Thank God uh, that He is the Lord and there is none else tonight. Uh, the book of Acts tells us, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Bread is, is unique tonight. The message of the gospel is a unique message. The message of the gospel is an exclusive message tonight. Despite what Oprah, or if she's even still around, despite what anybody may say, there aren't many roads to heaven. There's just one. Amen. And His name is Jesus Christ tonight. Bread is unique. Number two, bread is understood. Bread is understood. When you go down here to... Uh, what is it? Logan's or Texas Roadhouse or O'Charlie's or uh, whatever kind of restaurant you like. And You can sit around and you can have table talk and you can have conversation and all of those things. But here's what they do. They come out and they bring that bread. Now for a moment the conversation is over because it's time to eat. Amen. And everybody knows that. Everybody understands that tonight. Bread is understood. Listen to me, I'm glad that the gospel is a message that is easily understood. I'm glad that the gospel is not something that is complicated. Now, man can take it and man can complicate it. And man can take something very simple and he can add his things to it and just make a whole plethora of false doctrines. But listen to me, the gospel is easily understood tonight. What is the gospel tonight? The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you will place your faith and your trust in the salvation that God has provided through His Son, then you can be saved knowing that you cannot save yourself knowing that you can't accomplish anything on your own listen the message is simple tonight the gospel is easily understood bread is unique bread is understood but then can i say this that bread is universal every culture on the planet has some kind it may not come from wheat it may come from rice it may come from nuts it may come from some 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 form some source every culture on the planet eats bread everybody eats bread every every society has some form of bread tonight and i'm glad that the message of the gospel spans to the four corners of this world I'm glad that Jesus didn't just die for an elect group. He didn't die uh, for a special group. He didn't die for any group that had to have any kind of prerequisites or, 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 or requirements. But the message of the gospel is universal tonight. That children's song that we sing when we're little, red, yellow, black, and white, they are precious in His sight. What does this bread from heaven What does Jesus Christ provide for you and I tonight? Number one, I wrote these things down. He he provides a love that cannot be fathomed. The fact that God would come down and condescend and come to where we are tonight. I, I can't comprehend that tonight. A love that cannot be fathomed. It's a hope that cannot be disappointed. There's a whole lot of things that are disappointing in this life. But when you taste of that bread and you experience His grace and experience His love, listen, He gives us a hope that cannot be disappointed tonight. He gives us a life that cannot be terminated. You and I are going to live forever forever because of what Jesus Christ has done. He gives us a peace that cannot be comprehended, that peace that passes all understanding. He gives us a rest that cannot be disturbed. He gives us a joy that cannot be diminished. He gives us a resource that cannot be exhausted. And He gives us a righteousness tonight that cannot be tarnished. All of us fought. All of us fail. All of us come short of the glory of God. But I'm glad that when I do, there's a place for me at God's table. I'm glad that when I, I thought about Mephibosheth, he was crippled from a fall. By, by no effort or merit of his own or anything that he did. They fled with him when he was a baby. And, they, and he fell and was crippled from a fall long after Saul was dead long after sin had taken its course in the family of Saul David sent down to Mephibosheth's house And he said is there anybody of the house of Saul That I can be kind to And they said yeah there's old Mephibosheth That little crippled boy down there He's down there in Lodabar And thank God David went and got him And he set him at his table Amen And he was just like everybody else He had the privilege of sitting and dining with the king And listen to me When we pull up to this bread And we pull up to the word of God Hey we ought to understand what we have tonight we get complacent so many times. Uh, I know it's a Wednesday night. I know we're tired. Uh, uh, but think about where we could be. Uh, and think about where we are tonight. We've been seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Like what Brother Randy Sutherland says. He says, when we get to heaven, we'll have to look at ourselves and tell ourselves to scoot over. Amen. You know what he means by that? He means tonight that you and I that are saved, We have been seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What does that mean tonight? That means tonight that it's just as good as if I'm there right now. I have an advocate with the Father. I'm in the presence of Almighty God through the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Why? Because I was offered some bread one day. And it sounded a whole lot better than what I had going on at the time it sounded a whole lot better than the broken life that I have or I had and I was able to partake of that bread brother I, we received something far beyond all of our comprehension far beyond anything that we can imagine or come up with thank God that Jesus Christ is the bread of life he sustains us he gives us exactly what we need tonight if you're here tonight and you're discouraged You're downtrodden. You don't know which way to go. Hey, come back to the table tonight. Amen. Just partake of that bread one more time. Hey, it's ever fresh and it's ever ready. Thank God there's substance that God has for us. And there's provision that God has for us tonight. Amen. So what's He expecting us to do? It's been served. It's been made available tonight. All is ready. The table is prepared. And the table is spread. What's He waiting on you to do tonight? Just receive what He's given. You'll do that tonight, God will surely bless you. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Brother Brian, you come tonight. Amen.